without his atonement, without his sacrifice, without the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ on the cross, man, no one's innocent. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Yeah. Come on, we're yeah. back. We're back, Here baby. We are. Here we are. Hey. In a room full of people. Hey. Yeah. Talking yeah. about politics. Yeah. All right, yeah. here we go. Yeah. We're back, baby. We are back, baby. Welcome to episode 22 of Life After Addiction. Ooh. If you're still with us, you're still with us, and you're in for a treat today. But first, oh, yeah, that's right. I know what you're Ooh, thinking. You see? Got that <laughs> you, merch on, boy. I got that seven panel hat, baby. <laughs> the freshest. <laughs> but we want to talk to you about this. We have a quick commercial, so I don't have to roll that beautiful bean footage. Let's see this. Hey guys, this is Ryan with S2L Recovery, and we just wanted to bring you our newest drop. But first, I wanted to show you our Live Free Freedom Tees. You can get these on S2L.net. And don't forget about our blue and gray S2L hoodies, also available on S2L.net. And for our newest drop, the limited edition Snapback S2L hat, baby. You can purchase all of these on s2l.net and remember all the proceeds from the merch that we sell go directly to our scholarship fund uh, for men who need help with affording the expenses of coming into our program so we love you guys we always appreciate and are grateful for your support we love jesus baby Yeah, okay. and we love Jesus, we, baby. Come on, come on. And we love Jesus, yeah, yeah, baby. That's, yeah, come on. And? And? <laughs> that was a really good, go that was a really good commercial. Go ahead. I did it for the camera. That was a really oh, I good commercial. I guess you couldn't see it as I was playing, huh? That was a really good commercial. But in the post, Carl, if you would, there's a place. I'll reenact it. Go ahead, as there's, you're talking. There's a place. Come on. In the video, Here we it's go. a two-second piece, and yeah. if you'll put it in, it's right after it's right after the t-shirt jump to the sweat, the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan doesn't know what to do with his hand. No, so it wasn't that. You know when you put a hoodie on and you put this your opposite hand through to pull your shirt sleeve through? That's essentially what I was trying to do with no hands. So. Not that I need to give a, a answer as to why I did that, but yeah, oh, I'll catch Greg for it. I can't unsee that. I knew when Carl sent like that, that Saturday to me. Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. I was like, I don't have to do my hands. I knew when Carl sent that to me, yeah, at some point I would get thrown <sighs> under the bus for something. Oh, man. So That's here it good. is. We have At least fun. we got it out the way. We have fun. No, that was, a good, that was a good commercial, man. That was a good promo. So thank you for doing that. Yes, as always, man, the, the largest amount of scholarship that we've ever given was given mm. last year in 2021. And we want to give more in 2022. When you do this, not only are you promoting an awesome ministry and the logo, and you get to tell people about Jesus and freedom in Christ and Christ centered addiction recovery. But when you purchase though, the pro purchase, the t-shirt, which is about to be summer, that t-shirt's yep. fresh, man. It's the nicest t-shirt. And I'm not just saying that it, it wears well, it's nice. And we have a men's and a women's version. Um, and then the hoodie and the, and the hat, yeah. uh, all of those, the proceeds goes into our scholarship fund to help men, uh, to get in that can't afford it. And that's a good thing. So yeah. that being said, 
Buckle in. You're in for a treat. Today's episode uh, has the potential to be heavy. The topic is definitely heavy, man. It is. And even today, like you, me, and Carl, Carl's off camera. Praise the Lord. Um, I shouldn't do that. Every episode, I, I got I got a jab at him every episode, but I think it's because I love you, man, and you know that. If I didn't do that, I probably just didn't love you, but... Um, if I can make fun of Chitty yeah, I mean, if you listen and you see how much he degrades yeah. me, it's and, love. and I get it from y'all most of the time it's off camera. Um, well, sometimes on camera, I think you got me today, but all three of us were just talking about, man, this morning's just been rough. Uh, we didn't even want to be in studio because of all of the things that were coming at us, coming yeah. at us, coming at us. And, and, and we're in a season now and what's popular in the, in the news and the media is obviously just the scare of, of what's happening in Ukraine, uh, the fear of World War III and just innocent Christians and people that are being um, attacked by Russia. And so here's what I think we want to talk about. And, and, and this is for you. This is for us, too, because, we're again, we preach to ourselves daily. But, man, if it's, if it's not Ukraine, it's something. And I could even yeah. go back. I mean, you go back. You don't have to go back too far because we're still feeling it. But the fear and the heaviness of what COVID did to us as yep. a nation, us to as a world, us as a church, us, us just everything we knew changed. And I remember, man, and I mean, I don't want this to go far away because it was some of the sweetest moments that I had with God. But it was met, that sweet moment met a very scary moment of COVID-19. And I'm talking about 2020 when no one really knew what was happening Businesses were shutting down. Supply chains were this. You yeah. can't leave your house. And I mean, the fear of ministry and serving the men that God's called to us. Do I have to tell them to go home? Am I going to be able to provide for my family? I've got 30 staff members and families and all of this stuff. Mm. That, and I mean, are they going to be able to provide for their family and all of I mean, just, I, and then you could go back even a little bit further. And you remember the, the shootings that happened in Las Vegas. I remember that was a moment in our nation and you, I mean, and on and on and on, and it will continue. And I think generally the idea is, man, that there's a lot of evil in the world. There is. And what we want to talk about today is just the sovereignty of God and how that matters to us and how that matters to you. And so Ryan, man, walk us in, walk us in gently. Cause I yeah. have some things that I think I'm going to discuss that might, might not be fun to hear, but it's God's word yep. and, it, and it, we have to address it. But after we address what you're wanting to talk about, and again, we've discussed the scriptures we want to use, but we haven't talked about what we want to say. And um, so this is, this is, you're getting this convo as we are. Yeah. So for me, you know, God's sovereignty, even for Christians in general, man, it's, it's something that it's hard for us to struggle and cling to at times, even as believers who love the Lord, who God's done a mighty work in, who we've encountered and experienced him over and over and over. There's situations in life where, man, it's we we struggle to cling to his sovereignty yeah. and know that he is in control of all things. And something that we've talked about on many podcasts is, you know, filtering our thoughts and our emotions through God's word, which is the objective truth, not and subjective faith truth. In that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not what makes sense to, sense to me, not what feels right. What does his word say That's about good. God's sovereignty and his control over things, over all things? And so I'm going to read my first scripture and it's found in Colossians. And I'll probably just read 15 through 17, but may talk about some other ones. And it says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Right here. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth 
visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And can I just hit that real quick? Yep. And let you hit your point. Absolutely. So that scripture, that is so powerful talking about Jesus and his supremacy. And I just want that, that verbiage is what I want to, it mm-hmm. says he's the firstborn. Yep. Uh, I just want to clarify because there are people that will misuse that. And that is not saying that he was, was created by God. That firstborn is title and the aspect of, King David had the title of firstborn, and we know very clearly that he was one of the youngest of the brothers. Yeah. So it's title, it's authority. I'm the first. I mean, because in the Old Testament and, and even in the New Testament, the firstborn had all the rights. Yeah. Right. And so when it says firstborn to start that, it's not talking about as some would argue. Yeah. And I don't know why I went on this rabbit trail, but it's a th- it's it's just putting that exclam- exclamation point as they start the 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 verse talking about his authority and his supremacy. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, that that's good. That's good. Context is always key. But, you know, in Christ, man, the invisible God became visible. Yeah. Like in Christ and the fullness of Christ it says later on in these verses was pleased to dwell or God was pleased to dwell in the fullness of Christ. It tells us that, you know, Jesus, all things were made for him and by him. He holds all things together. It says he is the Mm -hmm. Lord. It says he is the creator. And it says he upholds all things. And it's difficult. Like when you talk about, you know, certain evil and sin that you see prevalent in the world and almost to a degree where it seems like evil is defeating good, man, you have to get your truth from God's word because our feelings are subjective, man. My feelings will tell me this about, man, it seems like evil is dominating and evil has overcome good and evil has overcome what God is trying to do. But, man, he's got a plan, a purpose and a reason for all things. He allows the yeah. things that we see and may, that may not be popular to happen. Yeah. Nothing happens apart from him allowing it to happen. And it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. But, man, that's the reality of Things that we see in this world in a, in a fallen nature in our state of, of man and our depravity, the sin that we engage in. Well, evil stems from that. Evil comes from directly from that. And it's easy to associate the things that we do, the evil we cause, the pain, the heartache, the, the things that we do and say, man, that's God's fault. Yeah. And, and it's it's literally impossible, foolish, ignorant, hypocritical and false. Yeah. If we say that there's absolute freedom in Christ from addiction and we don't talk about his supremacy, mm. here's the part that's tough. And here's why I think it's tough. But like, for example, Proverbs 20, Proverbs 21, a king's heart is like a cha- is like channeled water in the Lord's hand. He directs it wherever he chooses. Now, why is that hard? I mean, I think just on surface, you're like, yeah, but then when you add the Russia part into it and you talk about Ukraine and how Putin's heart is in the palm of God's hand and he directs it where it's, so wait a minute, Adam, what are you saying here? Are you saying that God's telling Putin to go and do this? And and, and I'm not, but I'm saying he is allowing it and it, and it's a part of his sovereign plan. And that's the part I think that people and myself struggle with. And here's why I'll talk about me. Yeah. The reason, and I've, I've really struggled with this, with my mentors, stuff like this. I mean, almost cost relationships with like my mentor because I was so bullheaded and I just needed to flesh this out. But here's where it was when I fleshed it out down to its core in my heart. My mentor didn't tell me this. 
if God is that sovereign, it takes away my sovereignty. It takes away my ability to um, understand and, and no, wait, that, that doesn't make sense to me. That, that mm. evil, I that, that's conquer evil. And if, if he's that sovereign, it makes me way less sovereign. And so it doesn't commute, compute yeah. in my head. Yep. And so if, wait a minute, and, and, and wait, God can allow that? That doesn't make sense to me. But what am I saying? God has to fall under my playbook right my understanding of what's right yeah. and i mean i have some scripture here we're about 11 minutes in and i mean this will take me a second and then i'll talk about it and i want to hear your thoughts on okay. it and then this is obviously i talked about proverb 21 and the king is in the palm of god's hand and he directs it where he goes and this is to answer everything that i just said i want to answer it with scripture and this is romans 9 and i mm-hmm. and i really encourage you to read the whole i'm going to read three or four verses go and read romans 9 in its entirety but it starts with this in verse 14 what shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. And when Paul says by no means, I want you to understand, and we could bleep this out if we need to, that's like strong language. That's like us saying, heck no. Yeah. But not heck, right? Right. Like, heck no. By no means is there injustice on God's part. For he says to Mo- Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, mm. and he hardens whomever, whoever he wills. You will say to me then, why does, it still, why does he still find fault? For he, who can resist the will? His will. But who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Well, what does molded say to its molder? What have, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of that same lump? Mm. One vessel is honorable and another is dishonorable. What if, what if God, desiring to show his wrath to make his own power known, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? I kind of butchered that because this stinking pulls him away. Whew. Now, <laughs> that's God's Word. Uh, that's the ESV version I was reading. Uh, you could go and read it, and I'm not making it up, but we have to do something with it, Yeah. right? We can't just read over it and say that that's not what the Bible means. It means God is sovereign. He hardened Pharaoh's heart, and his will was done, and his wrath was done on a nation for, yeah. I think, 400 years, 500 years that the Hebrews were enslaved to the Egyptians. Now, if we can bring it, oh man, I don't know. I, I said, I, I, <laughs> we're dancing. Uh-huh. It, uh, to take this further is going to be a whole other podcast, and it's going to cause more questions than answers, I think. But that being true, what this word just said, to me, makes God the most sovereign. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I mean, because I could bring it into, and, and I'm understanding what I'm talking about. I have family that are missionaries. I know that there's brothers and sisters in Christ and innocent people in the Ukraine right now that are suffering, dying, and it and it's from from evil. I know that. Yeah. So talking about this very thing, I understand in our culture or any culture, maybe of any time, it's got to be sensitive. But I can't be silent on the sovereignty and the power of God. 
right? I don't know why God's allowing this to happen right now. Yeah. I could throw some things out, right? I could guess. But even then, it makes me feel like maybe I shouldn't. I mean, we discussed some things before the show started, yeah. but, but we don't need to bring those up. But I could guess, but I could be way off. But what I do know is that God is sovereign and that he is good and that he is just. Mm. And when, when I hear the saying, and this is going to be where I'm going to hand it off, I'm going to tee you up for like the hardest conversation ever. We didn't plan this. <laughs> With someone's argument back to me, what about all of the innocent people? And I said that even when I was a right. What about all the innocent people in Las Vegas when that happened? What about all the innocent people with COVID? What about all the innocent people in Ukraine? What about all the innocent people that are dying in all of these situations? And, and I mean, honestly, the biblical answer to that is who is innocent? Mm. What do you mean? Man, and that's deep. Innocent in the court of law and our standards? Yeah. No, not one is good, the Bible says. Yeah. Separate from God, without his atonement, without his sacrifice, without the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ on the cross, man, no one's innocent on this side of heaven. We've all sinned against God. Yeah. And man, that changes some things, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. and that's the truth. That's heavy. That's deep. That's hard. But yeah, that I mean, what do you think? I told you I'm going to tee you up for the hardest conversation ever. Yeah. Take it away. I mean, to articulate that, you know, it, it, it's got to go into exactly what you said, though, that none are righteous, no, not one. And who am I to call the shots for God or tell him what is righteous, what is okay, what, how he should do things the way he should do things. When I can't see what he sees, I don't see the bigger picture. I don't know the plans that he has and why he allows certain things to happen and go the way they do. Even for me to articulate or try to God's plan or thoughts or why he allows certain things to happen. It's impossible for me to do, but I do know what scripture says about his sovereignty. I do know that the Bible tells us, you know, that we are reconciled back to God, the father, because of what Christ did in the atonement for our sins. I do know that for those who confess their belief in Christ as Lord of their lives are saved, right? By grace through faith. I do know that. So why? Other things happen outside of it and how and in which way Um, I may not have even came close to answering your question. But, man, that's tough to articulate. But I do want to read something. Um, This is a prophecy from Isaiah um, in Isaiah 25, and he's talking about the second coming of Christ. Um, And this is something that we can cling to um, the hope that we have, the eternal hope that we have. And this is verses eight and nine from Isaiah 25. It says he will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces and the reproach of his people. He will take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. Verse nine, it will be said on that day. Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Now that I'm certain of that one day Christ will return. And for all these times that we've asked God, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why is there so much evil? Why is there so much pain, man? All that will be just whether it's revealed to me or not, man, I will be in awe in the presence of the Lord, our God, our savior. You know, um, I love how he says uh, he'll wipe away our tears from all our faces. And 
I don't, man, it's hard to articulate and fathom, man, because there's been times in my walk, even at more so at the beginning stages where, man, I, I question certain things, you know, even especially when it hits home close to home. If you have a, a mother die of cancer, if you have this yeah. happen, if you all these things that we see in this world, man, it's difficult. Now, it doesn't waver our faith, but it does make you question why, like, God, couldn't yeah. I know you have some sort of plan and, and you're doing something in the midst of all this. But couldn't my mom have lived a little longer? Or couldn't you know you have spared my brother or just these questions that we have? And I, I don't have the answers to why he allows those things to happen. But I know he is in control of them yeah. because that's what Scripture tells me. And so that's the answer. The answer. If So we, we, we ask, the OK, here's the truth, the sovereignty and, and, and I mean the heaviness of that. So what do we do as believers? And what we do is we do what God tells us to. And trust in what he says, and that's one thing we mm-hmm. know that I don't care if if someone's life is the best on this earth. Yeah, if they're a believer and they let's say they're in, they live in a mansion, they have whatever they want, they're joyful, they're happy, they had the best life, which we know everyone struggles, right? Yeah. But let's imagine this person didn't, and they died because of the the craziness of Russia or whatever. I know that if God gave them a choice to return to earth or stay with him in heaven, mm. there is no choice, mm. right? That's perspective. Right That's perspective. There. So we do know that, and we do know. Well, what else do we know? We know that God calls us to be in prayer for our brother and yeah. our sisters. So are you doing that? Are you, or do you know what that's going to do? No. Do you know if your prayers are, are moving things? No, but we know that God hears them and he calls us to pray for brothers in need, brothers and sisters in need, and our brothers and sisters in need, we need to be praying for, right? What else does it call us to do? It calls us to have action, right? It calls us to, if God calls us to be, to serve and, um, be agents of reconciliation, yeah. then that's our, well, how do I do that? Well, here's what I'll tell you, man, there are times and you both have experienced it, I'm confident in this ministry, that it doesn't make sense. Like you're pouring your soul into someone, man. You're, you're praying for them. You're pouring your soul into them, and it's like they don't even hear you. Mm. They're so focused on what they need to do and what they want to do that you know ends in death and decay. Yeah. But... What if that deterred us from doing what we know God's called us to do? So in all of this, man, in all of this, it's trust in the sovereignty of God. Trust that he is in control and that his plan's not thwarted and that he's not surprised by Vladimir Putin, right? Mm. That God is sovereign over him and that his injustice, any injustice, any pain, any sin that's been done to you, any wickedness that's been done to the Ukraine— that will be paid for. Absolutely. Whether on the cross of Jesus Christ or in hell forever. And can you rest in that? Can we rest in that and trust in God and not have to know? Because there's a piece about having, there's a piece about, like there's some people, <laughs> this is such a silly example and it just hit me. There's some people that I could fall asleep in the car on a, on a road trip and just trust that, you know, they're a good driver. Right. And I feel good about falling asleep. And this is such a silly example. But there's some people that I've ridden with that I'm not sleeping. Right. Right? Because I don't have that confidence that I just feel like I have to watch it. But there's nothing my eyes can do that's going to prevent us from crashing if right. we decide that we're going to crash. The same thing is what if we could rest on this journey, on this vacation road trip, knowing that God's at the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel, not to be cheesy, right? Right. And knowing that, man, although this doesn't make sense to us now, it will one day. Mm. 
we'll, God will, we'll, we'll see God's plan. And maybe even in our lifetime, we come back and we see, man, and I don't want to start guessing again, but we see that God's drawing people to him through this, that maybe he's putting an end to sex trafficking through this, that maybe he's calling believers to be in prayer through COVID that I, like I just said, man, some of the sweet, the sweetest moment I've had with God and my family as a unit was during the, during a global pandemic when I thought all was lost. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this is this, if we can tell ourselves this man, that we could trust that God is sovereign and that the King's heart is in the hand and God directs it where to go and that he's sovereign and what he allows and he is good. I don't know, man, kind of mumbling now. No. And this verse that I was going to read last, it goes exactly into what you're talking about. This is Romans eleven thirty three, And it says, Oh, the depth of his riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. Mm. Man, we don't know why he does the things he does, but I know ever since I've given my life to him, man, he has been nothing but faithful in my life. Now, does that mean every situation goes the way I desire it to go? No. But man, I do know that he knows what's best for my life. I do know ever since I've accepted him into my life and acknowledged him as Lord of my life and been in the scriptures and been in prayer, I've seen God move almost every single day of my life. Now, it's not about seeing signs and, you know, oh, he's, I know he's with me, but man, I've seen him move in ways, in miraculous ways. In fact, I was talking about, I was talking to Emilio about this podcast before we did it earlier today. Life laced with lies, Amelia. And it, he, he made a comment that, you know, if you're not chasing after God, you will never be able to see his sovereignty in situations in which you may before. It's like when you buy a new car, you know, and you've never seen that car on the road until you buy that new car. Then you start driving and you start seeing that car everywhere. Same thing goes when I pick this word up. Same thing goes whenever I start praying. I see God move in these intricate ways. And man, it gives me this peace and assurance that, man, I look back on that season. God was definitely sovereign over that. Man, God definitely was sovereign over these things. And in the midst of all these, I'm focusing on this and that and this and whatever's over here. And just it's causing doubt and it's causing fear and it's causing insecurities. And although I may not be able to articulate the ways in which God is sovereign, man, or even understand why he's letting this happen. I trust and I believe this man, and this is my authority. So I may have done a terrible job of explaining these things, but man, the Bible tells me so. And that may be cliche, but I I know that I know that to be certain, man. I know that he is faithful to his promises Mm -hmm. and that one day, the things that we see, the unrighteousness, the evil, the pain, the suffering, man, that God has a plan for it. Yeah. And justice for the and suffering. Justice and justice for pain. the suffering. Yeah, Carl had, said he heard a quote this week. says, Jesus isn't reacting and responding. He is ruling and reigning. Oh, come on. And so, man, that's, that. that's, that's gonna, we're going to drop it right there. I think just to recap, we know, we feel it. We, I mean, it, to, be, to be honest, it took us an hour and a half to start this podcast. Yeah. Off air, we were just, it was just in a funk, man. And so we were with you. We know that there's scary times. And so to recap it, Trust that God is sovereign. Walk out what you say you believe. Allow that trust in his sovereignty to usher in peace in your life. Move, move. And we always say this from the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation. Mm. And I'll tell you this, man, if, if you, if you're a part of this army 
And if you're listening to this, I commission you. I knight you. You are a part of this army. I don't have the power to commission you, but I just did. From the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation. Uh, but with the warning, if you don't think devastation will, will fall before us and upon us and attempt to knock us off that course, then you don't have an understanding of what, how the world works, man. These things that we're dealing with, we've got to learn to deal with them in a way that, that makes God sovereign and brings us peace. I know the, the the moment, I mean, we are starting to get some recognition and stuff like that, and churches are starting to respond to what we're saying. But, man, I know that once it hits a certain thing, we will fall under more and more. We're already under a lot of attack, and you all felt yeah. it and seen and know what I'm talking about. It will be constant, man. But we've counted the cost. Mm. God is sovereign. That's our message for you today. Although the crazy world seems like it's a crazy world, <laughs> God is on his throne and he's ruling and reigning. He's not reacting and responding. So hmm. you have any final thoughts or is that it? I think that's all we got, man. That's life after addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.